like to remind Bama fans that this weekend, uh, just remember you're at Neyland Stadium, okay? You're not in Alabama anymore. This is not a golden crowd where you and your cousins get in a fist fight arguing over which one of you is the actual father of your sister's kids, okay? Welcome back to another episode of The Press Room. I'm your host, Cooper Shepard, joined by, as always, my co-hosts, Nathan Bressel and Caleb Dixon, a.k.a. C-Dix, a.k.a. Dicky. Nathan, there's a lot on my mind today, but I'll start with you. What is so on me. your mind today? Um, good weekend in Baton Rouge, obviously. Um, but Ohio State's on a bye week, so I'm kind of chilling. I'm kind of just going to enjoy this weekend of college football for the good games that we've got. I think this is probably out of the six or seven weeks we've had college football. This is probably the most like entertaining slate we've had. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it and not have to worry about Ohio State and Take it all in. Dickie, give us your brief thoughts before we move to the recap. Your brief thoughts. Your intro. Uh, well, you know, it's it's been an all right week this week. Um, we've had uh, a lot of homework, though. Not very good. Um, took a fat dub in fantasy. Number one in the league this week. Um, you just dropped some dope alternates. First W in three weeks. Let's go, baby. <laughs> uh I yeah didn't. other than that other than that though um just big chilling over here big i did chillin'. want to say nathan is now Owen five in his own fantasy league uh, after travis kelsey went the fuck off got <laughs> me a dub last night <laughs> oh and five everybody's on the trade block i've said that to my league i've gotten like three trade proposals but they have all been crap um, I'm starting four new starters. Oh, stop starting- interrupting our podcast. Bro. Starting four no, new starters this week. Sorry, it was the booty call. I. <laughs> We're going to get right into the week six college football recap. Let's get it out of the way, Dickie. Let's start with uh, the Red Rebel rivalry. Nathan, and they blowing his line. Oh, I put I put him on mute. I put him on mute. <laughs> Tell him to wait till after the podcast. <laughs> Back to what I was saying, Dickie. Let's start with the Red River rivalry. Texas blows out Oklahoma 49-0. Um I what do you gotta say? What a day to be a Sooner fan, huh? That was just great, man. Oh my god, dude. It was absolutely terrible. I mean what more could you ask for if you're a Texas fan, I guess? Or, I mean, or an OSU fan. They love that shit, too. Uh, I don't know. We didn't do anything. Literally nothing, right? Um, you know, Davis Bevel comes in. Looks like a – I think I think if we – I think Piedmont High School running the flex bone probably had more passing yards than them this last week throwing the ball. Um, he had 38 passing yards. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I had prosthetic legs, I could probably go out there and throw for 38 passing yards. But, you know, we ended up running the Wildcat, which that was kind of working, I guess. And we go down the field, you know, and then have a chance to take points, make it seven and a three. That doesn't happen. So we turn it over on downs, just give Texas all the momentum again. And then uh, they come down, you know, score it, drive it right down our throats. And then um, it just got terrible from there. Uh, There was pretty much nothing good about it at all. Not a single thing. I mean, then we had one more drive, drive it right down, about 10-yard run after 10-yard run. Oh, let's just throw a pop pass and just throw right to the dude. Let him intercept it. I'm very confused as to why Bevel got the start and played. I know he got taken on the fourth quarter, but played the whole game. Like, like he – bro, like, whenever he came in for Gabriel the previous game, I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way this dude's the backup, and there's no way in hell this dude is going to start versus Texas. Bro, and the thing about it was is we thought Gabriel was bad. Bro, Bevel made Gabriel look like Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. It was insane how terrible he was, bro. Like, I can't even comprehend how bad that was. Like, bro couldn't even throw a bubble. 
Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty pathetic. You couldn't you couldn't do anything, bro. Like we had nothing going. We we couldn't do anything. And the thing about it is, is when we're down twenty eight nothing, hell, might as well throw in the backup of him. Like might as well throw in Booty or Evers or Micah Bowens even. I mean, hell, you gotta just try something, bro. You can't just keep running the Wildcat when we're down by thirty five. So what are your expectations for the Sooners the rest of the year? Like uh win about five games, Max. So no bowl game? I I hope we don't go to a bowl game. <laughs> I think every OU fan agrees with me on this. I don't want to go play in like the Boca Raton Bowl or the New Era Pinstripe Bowl or any of that shit. Like just ride it off this season, bro. We're done. Just throw in the towel, boys. Just start dropping new alternates every week. I mean, hell, that would be the that'd be the best thing that could happen at this point. Yeah, honestly. Uh, Nathan, what are your thoughts on uh, Oklahoma and what what we should expect to see from them for the rest of the season? Um, obviously, I don't think anyone really expected how the game went. Um, with it being such a blowout, honestly. Um, as far as OU, I understand the struggle of not wanting to go to a bowl game and things like that. And, you know, having a two lot like Ohio State last year, we had two losses going into the conference championship. We didn't make conference championships. So, like, that for an Ohio State fan in Oklahoma every year besides this is kind of like a disappointment. Um, like, we don't want to be in the Rose Bowl. Like, as, like, as weird as that sounds, like, if Ohio State's not in the playoff, it's not a good year. So, I understand where he's coming from. But it's just like – I like – like Dickie was saying, like, I don't get why you don't put another quarterback in there. Like, if I'm a quarterback, if I'm general booty in that situation, like, like, I'm thinking about leaving now. Like, if they're like, if, like, if you're not even gonna give me like a chance to like, at least somewhat perform in a crappy game, like, like, why am I like, why am I here? Like, why are we putting this guy? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why am I here? Yeah. 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 I totally agree with that. I mean, and I mean, you can obviously agree to it. Like you said, like, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson, teams like that. Like, bro, if we don't win our conference and we don't go to the playoffs, it's literally a disappointment in the year. Yeah. Every single year. Like, I don't care about playing, like, in the Cotton Bowl or any of these other bowls that are just, like, not the playoffs. Like, I don't want to play in a New Year's Six Bowl, bro. I want to make it to the playoffs. Like, if you ain't competing for championships, I don't want to – I don't want to compete. It's all good and stuff for like recruiting, I guess, to like just go to a bowl and win it. But like, bro, we don't want that. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. I feel like Booty. I don't know what he's thinking, bro. And I mean, next year, Jackson Arnold's gonna come in. He's probably gonna beat him out. Yeah. Yeah. He's stud. All right. We'll uh, we'll get back to OU in our uh, week seven preview. But for now, let's go back to week six, uh, college game day. Number 17, TCU versus number 19, Kansas. It lived up to the game day hype. It was a very good game, very close, high scoring. TCU pulls it out 38-31, as both of you guys picked last week on the pod. I picked Kansas just because I want to see the upside. It didn't happen. Nathan, thoughts on the game? Yeah, it was a good game. Obviously, we were at the LSU game, so we didn't get to watch it. We saw highlights on the scoreboard during TV timeouts and stuff. My biggest concern is uh, Daniels did get hurt in that game, so the backup played a lot of the third and all the fourth quarter. Um, it'll be interesting to see how quickly he comes back. Um, it's a shoulder injury, so it's a little tricky for a quarterback, but that's the big thing I took away from that game. Um, yeah, there was a rumor he was out for the rest of the season, and then he, like, retweeted. Yeah, he tweeted. He was like, ah, this is news to me kind of thing. So Yeah. yeah we'll is see. it his throwing or non-throwing shoulder? I think, it's his, I think it's his throwing shoulder. I think he landed. Oh, dang. Hell, I mean – the dude that came in, he started all last year, and yeah, he's a he's, senior this year. So, like, he's got a lot of reps, bro. And, I mean, he came in, and he was slinging it around. I'll tell you what. I was watching some of that game. They looked good, bro. Even with the backup. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I'm watching all these teams with their backups come in, and they're just slinging it around the yard. I'm like, bro, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's – yeah. It's, that'd be uh... – I don't know what I'd be doing if I was an OU fan, but drinking a lot of beers. <laughs> I, uh, next game, number eighteen UCLA versus number eleven Utah. UCLA continues to impress, stays undefeated. 
I think uh, I think you picked UCLA last week, right, Nathan? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did as um, well. UCLA pulls it out 42-32. Yeah. Are they uh, Pac-12 contenders? I think so at this point in the year. Yeah, Utah's two losses. Uh, UCLA is still undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon has one loss. And I think there's one other team. USC, but. Yeah, USC. Undefeated. Yeah, those are the three right there. Um, I think they're contenders. They're legit. Like, they've beaten good teams. So, I don't see why we can't include them in that conversation, even though it's not a name brand type team, I guess you could say. But, yeah. yeah. Why not? Dickie? Yeah, I think DTR. DTR is definitely slinging it around. Um, I don't really watch UCLA that much. I watched them that one Thursday night or Friday night game they had against uh, Washington. Yeah. They looked all right. Um, I mean, I thought Utah would be better, but, I mean, same thing last year, though. Utah had two losses, and they still won the Pac-12 and made it to the Rose Bowl. And it was a really good game. Yep. We'll see what happens, bro. I don't know. They still got chances to redeem themselves, though. They got to play Oregon and uh, USC still. They get USC this week. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. So if they beat them, I bet they'll stick around. Um, next game. This was a Nathan. We were sitting at your house watching this. Yeah. Uh, Alabama A and M came down to the wire. A very questionable play call for the last call of the game. Uh, not really sure why that was the play that was called but um it was like a little out route they were on the two yard line little out route throws it to a guy that's like not even in the end zone if he would have caught it it wouldn't have mattered he wasn't getting rushed he wasn't getting pressured very disappointing to see uh a number one team that there that should have been beat come out with a dub yeah yeah honestly like what if we watched the entire game and if you watch the entire game Alabama was the better team on the field, obviously, but Texas A&M did not take advantage of the mistakes that they were giving them. They had so many opportunities. Alabama should have won that game by 21 points, and they almost handed it to A&M. The fact that A&M was still in the game in the fourth quarter was a miracle. Um, and you get down with one second left on the clock on the two-yard line, and that's the play that you call. That's terrible. You've got to have more options as a quarterback. You can't just be one look, an out route. Like, Bama's going to cover that like you know they know that you're not running the ball the quarterback's going to have the ball in his hands at the end of the day like like it was just so it was like you and me and my dad were talking about it like the guy wasn't even in the end zone like as a receiver you've got to run to the goal line (laughs) like you can't come back like there's no coming back for the ball like you've got to stay like you've got one play it's just it was I don't know if it's poor coaching or what was going what was happening in those final that final timeout that Alabama took and Texas A&M came out in the same formation I guess they ran the same play that they had called because they were in the same formation but I don't know as an a- as an A&M fan I'd be very frustrated Nikki did you watch it yeah I did I watched I watched I caught the end of it and then uh, about the fourth quarter uh, about third on like the middle of the third but I watched I went I was going to, I went bowling and then I was watching it on my phone, but yeah, dude, A&M, they screwed that all up, dude. They had so many opportunities. I mean, when they had it on, they had it down there on like the 18 or something, Haynes King finally makes a throw, throws it right in the dude's hands and it hits him in the face mask. They drop it on third and nine. So then they kick a field goal. So I'm like, all right, okay, that's all right, you know. Then they go stop Alabama, come back down, two-minute drill. I mean, that last play, bro, I'm pretty sure, like, on the left side of the formation, they had trips. On the right, they had just a single dude. Yeah. And, I mean, I think they only ran, like, hitch routes on the back side. And then to his side, the dude that he threw it to, he ran, like, a like a five-yard comeback, bro. Like, I, if I was a coach, bro, I'm running the ball. It's sec- It's first – it's first and goal from the two, bro. Like, if you get stopped on first and two, I'm sorry. Like, you get stopped. But, like, I can't at, – at, like, if I'm Jimbo and I know how Haynes King is, I'm not throwing the ball there, period. And if I do throw it, I'm going to damn sure make – well, make sure – I'm going to damn sure make sure he's in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, very disappointing for uh, 
probably everybody. I think most of the country wants to see Bama lose outside of uh, Bama fans. So it's kind of disappointing. Uh, last game I want to cover, my Tennessee Vols stay hot, go on the road to Death Valley, pummel LSU. Uh, it was a very entertaining game for me. Obviously, Nathan, you and I were there in Baton Rouge. Uh, Hendon Hooker's looking good, still hasn't thrown a pick. Uh, it was very fun whenever uh, kickoff and uh, LSU dude muffs it and we start on the 20-yard line. And then uh, from about <laughs> 14 minutes and 59 seconds left in the first quarter, uh, it was game. Yeah, it really – like just the opening kick, you just felt the air just get sucked out of the stadium. And like the whole game, Tennessee had control. The whole game momentum was Tennessee from that. Like, I mean, their first two drives started from their own 25. Like doesn't get much better than that. You're at 14 0 and you've got 40 yards of offense. So LSU's yeah. not a good team there. Like I think they had. Welcome back. Sorry for the technical difficulties. My Wi-Fi, I guess, is a little trash, but we're back. We'll pick bit. up where we left off. Nathan, sorry for the interruption. It's all good. Continue on the Tennessee LSU. I was just talking about how LSU sucks and how Tennessee had most of the momentum the whole game. Basically, the momentum the whole game. Hendon Hooker really didn't have to do a whole lot, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, LSU couldn't run the ball, and Jalen Daniels made a couple decent throws, but he also missed a lot of open guys too. So, Dicky, any uh, anything on the Tennessee Vols? Um, if they win this week, they could be playoff contenders, baby. Yeah, I'm cheering for Tennessee. So, yeah. I like Hooker too. He's good, bro. We will see. Um. Any games from last week y'all want to talk about before we move on to our week seven preview? I'm good. Yeah, I think we covered most of them. Um, oh, one I, I did want to say, Kentucky lost to South Carolina, so that was pretty funny. I said Kentucky was over. It just fucked at the beginning of the season and they're proving it, so that's good to see. Uh, yeah. Let's start with Oklahoma State at TCU. Two undefeated Big 12 teams, probably the two best teams in the Big 12. TCU opens up as a four-point favorite. Dickie, I'll start with you. Um, I really don't know what to expect in this game, a whole lot of offense. But um, I think Spencer Sanders will run it pretty good, but I also think Duggan will run it pretty good. I mean, their offenses are pretty similar, bro. They can kind of run it, and they can throw it. They got athletes on the outside, but I think Oklahoma State's defensive line's a little bit better than TCU yeah. and their defense in general. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen, honestly. is playing at home, so. Who are you picking to win? I got to pick TCU, bro. I can't pick OSU. Nathan? I got Oklahoma State. I'm go. I think they've got the best shot of getting in to, if anybody from the Big 12 is going to get in. I'm going to go Oklahoma State as well. Uh, next game, number seven, USC at number 20, Utah. Obviously, Utah with two losses now, I believe. Um, they got a chance to redeem themselves here. USC undefeated, but they have been in a couple close games. Nathan, I'll start with you. Thoughts on the game and who do you have winning? Um, I'll go USC. I don't, I don't see them losing this game with the opportunity they have in front of them of being that representative for the Pac-12. I think Utah is kind of in that same boat as Oklahoma. Not as bad, not as down bad, obviously, but you know they were on a high early in the year and kind of been down since. So I, I think USC will roll. I think their offense is too, too powerful. Okay. Um. I think USC is very good, and Caleb Williams is very good. But Utah is a scary place to go at nighttime. And uh, it's at 7 o'clock, prime time. I think she's she's on Fox, too, so she's on national TV. Um, I've liked Utah from the beginning, and I'm picking Utah. 
They're favored by three and a half. I don't think they cover that, but I think that they win in a very close one. I agree. I'm going to go Utah with the redemption, make the Pac-12 a little competitive, and uh, leave USC as the only undefeated team left. Uh, next game, this should be brief, Mississippi State at Kentucky. Mississippi State is 5-1, and one, but they're only lost to LSU, which is kind of uh, – Kind of disappointing. They could be a 6-0 SEC team had they not dropped it to LSU. They're at Kentucky, who I believe they will beat. Nathan, who you got winning? Uh, Mississippi State. They've been rolling. Like we've kind of talked about, Kentucky's kind of – they're iffy. Like they've got like a game, and they don't, then they do, and they don't, and they have two bad ones. They're just kind of all over the place for me. Um, at this point, I trust Mississippi State more, I would say. Um, so I'll go with them. Dickie? Um, I really like Mississippi State, but I feel like uh, Kentucky's going to get it done this week. I know that they just – Mississippi State beat Arkansas this week, but ever since Arkansas lost to A&M, they haven't really done anything. Yeah. So they kind of were hyped up a lot like OU was, and now they're not doing anything, so. All right, um, next game, number 19, Kansas coming to Norman to play the Oklahoma Sooners. OU opens up as a nine-point favorite, which is kind of interesting to see. Way too many points. Um, Dickie, what are your thoughts on the game? What are your expectations? Uh, do you know who's going to start at QB and who you got winning? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Gabriel's going to start, which will be better. Sadly, um, I think Kansas, they're going to come back hard because they lost last week, and that's a really good team, really good coach team specifically. Kansas is allowing the least most rushing yards, I think, in the Big 12, at least if not the, if not the top, they're like one or two. So it's going to be hard for us to run the ball, so we're going to have to throw it around the yard. Um, if OU wins, it's going to be by three points, max. And I don't even think we can win this game, to be honest. We've been playing terrible. Like, I love OU, but it's just – it's gone all bad, bro. It's gone very bad. And Kansas has a great running back, bro. And we are the worst rush defense team in the whole Big 12. So – you picking? Are you picking Kansas this week? Uh, I think I have to pick Kansas this week. We have no other option, but <laughs> he's down bad. <laughs> Who would have thought when we started this podcast and had Dickie on that it would have gone to him picking Kansas when they play OU? <laughs> it's crazy. Well, until OU proves me something, bro, I can't pick him anymore, bro. I might might just be jinxing at this point, bro. That's exactly why, like you, like you literally just said the two points I was gonna make. So you can't stop the run, and until they can prove that they can compete, I'm not gonna pick them. Yeah, and I mean, hell, even with Kansas back at quarterback, we almost lost to him last year, and we had Caleb Williams and yeah. everyone else. Like our team was pretty pretty stacked last year, and. We literally beat them from Caleb Williams stealing the ball from Kennedy Brooks and running for a first down. Yeah. If we wouldn't have done that, we would have lost the game. I remember that play. That was crazy. That was so controversial because it was like, is this? It was so weird, bro. Yeah, we didn't even know. But I was like, I'm pretty sure it is. I knew it was legal because it was behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah, that was was interesting. Um, Dickie, whenever we – the first episode you came on the pod was it was it after week three and OU was three and oh? Uh I think it was before we played Nebraska. It was before week three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. How the times have changed. It's crazy. Yeah, right, right. I mean, hell, we looked like a top five team then. And now we look like an FCS team. <laughs> if that literally. Happens. Literally. I mean, bro, I'm not kidding. I do not think we will win six games this year. 
I'm not gonna disagree with you there. We'll we'll have to see. Um, number ten. This is this is a big matchup. Uh, top ten matchup. Number ten, Penn State goes to Michigan, who is ranked number five. Michigan opens up as a seven point favorite. Um, Nathan, you're the Big Ten guy here. Give us your thoughts on that game. Yeah. Um, this is definitely the biggest game as far as the Big Ten slate has gone this year. Um, out of the three juggernauts of the Big Ten East, this is the first time, you know, one of us have had to play in that little triangle of Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, big noon kickoff, so it'll be a big game. Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about this game later because it is my lock of the week, but I won't say who I'm picking yet. So I'll let you and Dickie talk about it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh I'm gonna pick Penn State with the upset. I don't know why. I just got a feeling. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna go with Penn State. I got Michigan and the running team that they are. Um, McCarthy will play well, and I think Clifford will make one or two mistakes. It'll cost them the game. They got to go to the big house. Tough place to play. I don't really like Michigan or Penn State, but yeah, I'll pick Michigan. Hopefully it's a good game. I just think they're a better team than Penn State. Last game I want to cover, biggest game of the week, college game day. Biggest game for the Tennessee Volunteers in uh, my lifetime in about 20 years. Um, number three, Bama coming to town. Knoxville, Tennessee playing number six, Tennessee Volunteers. Bama's a seven-point favorite right now. I don't know how to feel right now. I think it depends on who uh, who's behind center for Alabama. I'm hoping it's Jalen Milrow. I think that'll give us a little advantage, but uh, I'm 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 pumped. It's it's going to be crazy. I'd love to attend the game, but uh, the cheapest tickets in Newland Stadium are about five hundred and fifty dollars. So I'll just watch it from my TV. Uh, Nathan. What are your thoughts on the game, and who are you picking to win? Um, my main concern is who's playing quarterback for Alabama. If it is Bryce Young, Alabama will win this game. Um, and I say that because Tennessee's defense will not be able to keep up. I think that's what it comes down to is we know kind of what the offenses are when the quarterbacks are both in play. I think it'll come down to come down to defense. And I think Alabama is a heavy favorited defense compared to Tennessee. I think I think Hendon Hooker has a Heisman moment in this game. Some crazy is gonna happen. Hendon Hooker's gonna do something insane. He's either gonna run for some long pad or long run. He's gonna throw it. For a long touchdown, something's going to happen where he's going to have a Heisman moment. And I think Tennessee's offense is going to overcome Alabama's defense because, like I said before, whenever they were going to Arkansas, Alabama, I think it was Arkansas, whenever we seen that stat ship, um, they had Bryce Young was only like – he only had one like – Oh, yeah. But Five games by, like, three points or less, yeah. And Knoxville's a really hard place to play. And, I mean, I get that it's Bryce Young. But either way, I still think Tennessee pulls this one out. But I think their offense – I think they pull it out, and I think they beat Bama by, like, ten. Oh, Nathan, are you picking Bama to win either way, whoever plays at QB? Yes. Okay. By you think it's going to be a close game? Um, yes. If Bryce Young plays, it'll be a close game until the fourth quarter, and then Bama will pull away a little bit. Like, pull away, I mean, like, 8 to 10, 12 points. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, 102,000 people in Neyland. It's going to be every seat's filled, orange out game. Uh. I'm kind of uh, – if I really wanted to say all my thoughts, I'd be sitting here for 30 minutes talking about this game, so I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> Tennessee bias, I'm just going to say uh, – and, and a little bit of hope, I'm going to say Tennessee comes up with the biggest victory in uh, forever. 
And fight. then they lose to Georgia. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If Tennessee wins, they're going to be ranked number two. That would they be should ranked. be. Yeah. Ohio State should be one. This Depending how Georgia plays, yes. Boys, if Tennessee beats Alabama, holy shit. We're <laughs> going to Knoxville, boys. Um, like, we're going to the UT Martin game. <laughs> like, like yeah. the fact, like the fact that college Take game the day, on the road. The fact that college game day is in Tennessee, twice in a month, when we have not even been in a relevant bowl game in the last like my lifetime. It's 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 pretty, it's, it's a good time to be a vol, vol fan. So uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. It's time Tennessee to ball. Yeah, it's great to be. <laughs> That's all we heard in the stands the whole time. <laughs> Rocky Top is my favorite song. Yeah, I'll channel my uh, inner Pat McAfee. It's time to hammer down. <laughs> money line. What? Let's go. All right, boys. Uh, lock of the week. I'm going to start with mine. I'm going to go Mississippi State favored by four at Kentucky. Mississippi State covers and gets the dub by at least at least five. Yeah, mine is the game that I told you we would come back to, Michigan-Penn State. I think Michigan is significantly better than Penn State. I like Michigan over seven points, which is the spread. Um, I'm going to go Florida State-Clemson. Clemson's favored three and a half. I think Florida State covers the 630 primetime ABC at Tallahassee. That'd be a, that'd be a big win for Florida State. Yeah, it would. I was looking at tickets that, because I, like I said last week, it'd be so fun to go to a Florida State game and just do that. The champ, bro. Oh my God. I would love that. Dude, you can get on like, you can get 50 yard line tickets right now, like, which I don't think would be bad because like it's on Florida State side and they're like 70 rows up, but like there's no upper level there. It's all like lower level. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like and, the Rose Bowl. It's all one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're only like 130 bucks for three tickets straight 50 yard line i was like dude that seems pretty lit <laughs> uh if i Clemson's number five right now right yeah so if they if they lost and tennessee won meaning bama lost we'd probably be like number three <laughs> yeah you'd be three you'd take bama spot that'd be fucking insane hell if if Oklahoma State wins and USC loses, bro. You Oklahoma State's gonna be like top five. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be insane. All right, boys, we're gonna take a break right here and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Before we get into our NFL segment, playoff baseball's here. Wanted to talk about it for a minute. Uh, I think it's really the only time of the year that uh the average sports fan pays attention to baseball or at least for the most part, I'd say um, my Braves are in the division series right now. I don't even know what the scores right now. They're playing the Phillies. I think they, I think the game might've ended by now, but uh, I wanted to start with you guys and uh, get your, let's go Braves one three. Oh, get your uh, NL and AL champions, meaning world series matchup. And then who you got winning Nathan, we'll start with you. Uh, my NL champion, I – well, as we sit here and the Phillies and Braves are tied 1-1, um, I'm still going to take the Dodgers just because I think they're the best team in baseball. And then I'm going to go with the Astros. You know, baseball is a sport of very consistent – I'm not going to take the Mariners or something like that. You just can't. Yeah. Um, so I've got L.A., Houston, and I'll go L.A wins the whole thing okay yeah i think i'm gonna go i'll definitely take the dodgers too and i think i'm gonna go they play dang bro this is a tough one it's like i want to pick the yankees but like i think they're gonna choke it off um There, it's gonna be Seattle. Oh, but making a run hey, to the World cool. <laughs> Series, calling her now, baby. Imagine Julio Rodriguez is playing, right? Yeah, yeah. They've got a chance. 
Who you got winning that? The Dodgers. <laughs> uh, Bro, I don't think the Dodgers can literally lose a series is the thing. Like, Yeah, there's no – like. I, I just think that they're just like team Jesus. Yeah, they're they're just they're too they're too fucking good. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go uh, as much as obviously I want to say Braves. I'm a Braves fan, but I just, especially with us beating the Dodgers last year in the NL, I just I don't see it happening twice. I just Dodgers are too good. They got Freddie Freeman. They didn't really lose anything. So go Dodgers to win the NL, and then I mean I I'm gonna go. I gotta go Astros. Like they're just. Just too good. So I'm gonna go Astros Dodgers. Um I say I say Astros win in seven World Series. I like it. Astros winning seven, huh? I, I I hope not, but all right. Uh to our NFL segment brief week five recap. Uh any games y'all want to cover? I, I don't want to really want to spend too long reviewing last. I'll start with uh, Giants and Packers, actually. Giants are uh, born one, beating the Packers in London. Giants on a roll. Yeah, they definitely are on a roll. Dayball's got them playing real good. Um, I don't know how they lost to Dallas, but I think Dallas definitely has top three defense in the league. So that's no question. Um, but yeah, they did have a good game. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, man. They just kind of click it on and click it off, but I think they'll be fine. Packers will anyway. I think the Giants are kind of just peaking right now, but they're finna get into the beef of their schedule, I think, and it's finna start getting tough for them. Um, that's pretty much all I got about that game. Yeah, the game I want to talk about a little bit is the Chiefs-Raiders game. I think it was the most entertaining game of the week. Yeah. I'm glad it was on my football. Um, it was just a really good game. Raiders came out hot. Um, Devonta had a long touchdown to start. Kelsey, I think, had like seven receptions for like thirty yards and four tuts. It was it was a crazy stat line. Yeah. Um, but it was a good game. Obviously, with the I'm not gonna get too much into it, but with Devonte shoving that camera guy, that'll be interesting to see unfold in the next couple weeks. I'm sure we'll talk about it when more comes out about it. But he uh he game. charged. Yeah, he got like a misdemeanor. Yeah which is just like a fine and then a possible jail time. But obviously I don't think he'll serve that jail time. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about it is, bro, if that dude wouldn't have, if that dude got shoved by me or you or anyone, he would not have press charges. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, he's just chasing the bag. Oh yeah, dude. But the thing about it was, is if you actually saw the video, bro, he walked right in front of him. Like, did you guys see not see angle? big ass Devonte Adams with his dreads walking through there? Yeah, did you guys see the angle from, like, behind him? Yeah. Yeah. See, like, it's – I mean, I don't think he should have shoved him, but, like, I do want to say, like, with the emotions of kind of how the game ended with Adams running into Renfro on the last play that could have potentially won them the game, and then, like, the tunnel should be cleared whenever the players are going into the locker room. Obviously, yeah, brother. I mean, he was pissed. He threw his helmet down walking walking into the tunnel, and then – the dude just walks right in front. Like, I think I think it's security's job to make sure the tunnel's cleared. There's no reason that camera dude should have been walking across. Like, sometimes, that- like, when people are walking in and out of the tunnel, there's a camera guy that walks backwards, and there's a guy behind him that makes sure he doesn't trip on the cord and, like, keeps the cord going and makes sure that he's, like, following the trail or whatever. Yeah. And this guy kind of just, like, cut in front of Devontae. So I don't know really what he was doing, if he was just trying to cut in front of him to get a snap or a photo or whatever, but... It was just it was just kind of weird. I, I I didn't really understand it. Yeah, interesting. We'll see how that uh that unfolds. Yeah, dude. I feel like they need to like, you know, how, like at the NBA games and stuff. How right after the game ends, they like rope off the court. Yeah. yeah. They need to like rope it off, and make it where it's uh like a the ropes or whatever that goes from like the corners of the end zone to the locker. Room. Yeah. yeah. I mean- like yeah, but the media, like media is going to be in there anyways, most likely. So, uh, a couple games, I guess. Is there anything else you, you wanted to talk about, Nathan? Nah, we can get into picks if you're ready. I'll just say, uh, Cooper Cush uh, wins another game. 
Ravens win, Lamar looking good. Eagles stay undefeated. And uh, Dolphins got rolled by the Jets. That was kind of interesting. But uh, other than yeah. that, we will get into uh, our week six picks. First game I want to cover, Ravens and Ravens are at the Giants. Baltimore favored by six. Uh, do the Giants stay hot or do they finally uh, cool off a little bit? Uh, they cool off a little bit. You know, we've been on this podcast. I've said it for, since the beginning. Ravens are my team this year. That's kind of sneaky. I like Lamar as the MVP. Brian Duball's got those boys rolling, though. He's being real creative on offense, getting opportunities. Um, but I, I like the Ravens here. Yeah. Dickie? Uh, as much as I want to pick the Ravens, I think I'm going to pick the Giants. I think the Saquon is just going off right now. They're using so many ways to just get him the ball, passing or running. And I think they're they're mixing something up. It depends how Daniel Jones plays. If he plays if he plays regular and doesn't turn the ball over, they'll have a shot. Yeah. I'm going to go uh Ravens in a close game. Uh next game, probably uh Game of the week, I'd say. I, I guess we have two games of the week with uh, this game and Cowboys and Eagles, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, Bills go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, two, uh, two of probably the few powerhouse teams in the NFL. Um, I, I'm, I'll, uh, I'll say my pick after you guys. I'm honestly not fully decided yet. I am. Who you got? Do you remember, do you remember the result of this game early last year? Yes. The Bills rolled the Chiefs. Yeah, and I think something similar will happen. I got the Bills in a big one. I think they, I, I think they put up thirty-five on the on the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I agree too. Dude, Gabe Davis went off last week. I mean, yeah, he had he like ninety-five yard touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He had a crazy one-handed catch too. Bill's defense, I think, is just too good, man. Bill's defense is really good, and their offense is a juggernaut. So, yeah, I think I agree, too. I think they are they roll big. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's in Arrowhead and Mahomes is playing, still think Chiefs or the Bills roll big. Bills are favored by two. I'm going to have to go with that. Uh, we'll see if the Chiefs can keep up. NFC East. Big matchup. Cowboys going to Philadelphia to play the undefeated Eagles. Uh, Do we know if Dak is playing this week? No, he's not. They are expecting Cooper Rush to start. Okay, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. We'll see. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm just. I'm going to say Eagles. I'm going to say Eagles. Eagles stay hot. Go six and zero. I got them Cowboys this week, baby. Oh, yeah. The defense is the difference. The Eagles have not seen a defense like this yet. Micah Parsons, big game. Cowboys in a close one. Yeah. Um, I think if the Eagles can run the ball effectively, they're going to win the game. If not, the Cowboys got this one. I picked the Cowboys just because I like the Cowboys biasly. But uh, I think Cooper Cush has a big game as well secretly has a big game um and i think pollard goes off once again cowboys by three cowboys win 27 24 i like it all right we're gonna quickly pick the rest of the games and then we'll get to our lock of the week to wrap up the pod uh commanders at bears uh bears aren't looking very good uh kind of a boring game I'm going to go uh, Carson Wentz has a good game. Beats the Bears. Justin Fields, baby. My guy gets over 200 passing yards for this week. Let's go, <laughs> Bears. Uh, Carson Wentz has a – walk it to him. Wentz has a bounce-back game from uh, Ron Riviere, trashing him out. We'll take the commandies. 49ers at Falcons. Uh, Jimmy G not looking too bad, getting an extra 350K per dub. Uh, Falcons have kept 
every team pretty close, but uh, I'm gonna say they keep the 49ers close, but uh, 49ers win. I will go. I've debated on this one. Um, I'm gonna go Falcons. Okay. I'm gonna go Falcons. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Falcons too. They about beat the Bucks last week. If it wasn't for that bullshit roughing the passer call, they would have beat the Bucks. I forgot yeah, about that. That was that was, uh, that was horrendous, bro. Yeah, we gotta fix that. We'll uh we'll talk about that eventually. Uh Patriots at Browns. Bailey Zappy not looking too bad. Uh I'm gonna go he uh, he gets his first win. I will go Cleveland here. And I say that only because it's at home and I feel like it'll be a very, very low scoring game. And I feel like the Browns, I, I just feel like they'll pull it out. It'll be a very low scoring game. New England rolls this game. Bailey Zappi and Ramadre Stevenson. Let's go. Uh, Jets at Packers. Jets just rolled the Dolphins last week by a million. Packers dropped it to the Giants. I'm going to say Packers bounce back and get the dub. I agree. Packers bounce back, but it'll be closer than people think. That Jets team is very sneaky. I'm going to take the Jets and uh, Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson. I think they get it done. Go four and two. Jaguars at Colts. Uh, I'm just, I don't really want to. If you, if you want to make some comments, you can. I'm going to go Jags. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Jags as well. Man, I don't even know who to pick. These teams are both terrible. <laughs> like, bro, how can the Jags be looking good at the start and then they just blow these games off? Like, bro, you lost to Houston last week. Come on, bro. I feel like I have no other choice but to pick the Jags, you know. <laughs> uh... Vikings. I can't pick the Colts, bro. They're too bad, bro. They're so bad. They're so bad, bro. Matt Ryan has 10 fumbles this year. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, they've lost four, but he's fumbled the ball 10 times. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> get him two he's going to dress up as a Butterfinger for Halloween. Yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> Vikings at Dolphins. Um, Vikings are figuring out a way to win games. Dolphins are starting Skylar Thompson at quarterback this week. I'm gonna go Vikings get the dub. Yeah, Vikings defense, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Mr. Consistent. Vikings, so much for the Dolphins hype. Take the Vikings, yeah. Yep. Uh, Bengals at Saints. Uh, Bengals dropped a close one last week to the leg of Justin Tucker. But they are playing the Saints this week, who are not too, too good. So I'm going to say they bounce back. I've debated this one as well, but I'm going to go Cincinnati. Saints defense is good, but not good enough in this game. Yep. Yeah, I think Cincinnati also pulls it up. Uh, Bucks at Steelers. Uh, I think the Steelers got, like, pummeled this week. They did. 38-3 against the Bills last week. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kenny Pickett's going through the growing pains, I guess. He's a rookie in a tough league. Um, I'm going to go Tom Brady. Tom Brady wins. I agree. Nothing else to say. Um, I think Kenny Pickett has a first big game and catches a dub versus the GOAT. Okay. Upset. Yeah. Uh, Panthers at Rams. Rams are looking pretty, pretty bad. So are the Panthers. Baker Mayfield is literally the worst quarterback in the NFL. Yep. So I'm going to have to go Rams. Rams as well. Um, Darnold's not healthy. Baker's not 100%. P.J. Walker could see some time. Yeah. Rams. P.J. Walker is starting. Yeah, like Rams. Oh, probably. yeah. I Well, still, I'm going Rams. <laughs> Rams all the way. I'm going Cooper Cup. That's all I got to say. I hope Cooper Cup. Fantasy team. Um, Cardinals at Seahawks. Uh, Cardinals are not looking too great. I don't even know what their record is. But uh, I know Geno Smith is kind of slinging it around a little bit. So, 
I'm going to go Geno Smith and Seahawks get the dub. I think the Cardinals come out this week um, and get it together a little bit um, and really put a first true full game together. I like the Cardinals here. I think I like the Cardinals as well. They get D-Hop back next week. Go ahead and pick him up on your fantasy wire. Fantasy yeah. league, I mean, on waiver wire. Yep. If no one else has, someone else in my league already picked him up, but he's due. He's ready. He's coming off those PEDs, baby. You picking the uh, Cardinals? Yeah, yeah, I picked the Cardinals, yeah. Uh, last game of the week, Broncos at Chargers. Broncos cannot seem to move the ball at all. Their offense looks pretty bad. Sucks for me. I got Russell Wilson as my fantasy quarterback. I'm definitely benching him this week if he plays. Uh, I'm going to go Justin Herbie gets the dub. Uh, Broncos suck. Justin Herbert doesn't. Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Herbie for the win. Give me Herbie. All righty. Uh, lock of the week. Speaking of the last game, I'm going to go with Chargers. The favorite by four and a half, and I think they win by at least a touchdown. Mine is Cincinnati – or not Cincinnati – Minnesota Vikings cover the three and a half. They beat the Dolphins by more than three and a half. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm looking at this right now. The Commanders and Bears. It's, it's even. The, the line's even, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count as a lock of the week. I know, I know. I was just stating that. It's funny as hell. Uh, you said who, Nathan? I got Minnesota. Uh. I got Cincinnati. They're only favored by one and a half. Give me three at least. I like that one too. Okay, speaking of the line even, does that mean like if you pick even, they tie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if, if you ever see an even line and you think it's going to be a tie, you can pick it as lock of the week for future reference. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like good fucking that. Bro, if you like actually get like that, like if you put a parlay in like on DraftKings or something and you actually guess that the tie is right, like you know the odds of that? Yeah. Like, you'd get paid so much money. <laughs> Bro, I saw this dude the other day. He was betting – he was betting first pass complete for both teams. And I bet yeah. the odds on that are yeah, pretty crazy. That. Bet yeah. the odds on that are pretty crazy. And he said he was 13-3 and three when he did that. All right, boys. I'm going to wrap it up right here. Any last comments before we wrap up the pod? Um, I'm good, man. I'm ready for a good week of college football. Yep. God, I pray to God. I pray to God. God just gives OU some life. Um, He'd give us a W, dude. We can't go under 500. Not now. Not to Kansas. If we lose Kansas, it's the lowest point ever. Yeah, for y'all's sake, that would not be a good look for Oklahoma. But I'm going to wrap it up right here. Uh, go Vols. Uh, hopefully we can get a win versus Bama. Appreciate y'all boys joining me. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Peace.